Hello, Fangirl Nation. This is Tracy Sandler, 49ers fangirl and founder of Fangirl Sports Network. And welcome to episode two of Fangirl Talk. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Stephanie McCarroll, who is also Jaguars fangirl. Hello, Steph. How are you? It was a great week. I'm um, excited to have football back. The preseason was a little bit, you know, nice, but I, you always want the the real thing. So I am doing great to see football again. Well, it was quite a great football weekend. Thursday night's game started a little bit auspiciously between the Eagles and the Falcons. It was a very weird game, delayed due to weather. Uh, mm-hmm. And then at the end became a very, very good game. Uh, so that kind of set the tone for the rest of the weekend. But probably the best game of the weekend was the Packers versus the Bears. And we are very happy to be joined today by Packers fangirl Jamie Purvis. Are you still very much on cloud nine? I'm 110% still on cloud nine. Uh, that game was incredible. All the emotions, ups and downs. Uh, thank God we came out with a win. But yes, I'm still riding that high. <laughs> Well, I think let's get right into it. Um, I imagine Bears fangirl is probably feeling very differently. Um, But for you, Jamie, what – I mean, it was credible. You had Aaron Rodgers carted off the field, which usually doesn't mean anything good. That's usually it. Um, But there he was, carted off the field, and then came back to bring them back from a – it was a 20-point deficit, correct? Yes, it was – he brought them back from the largest deficit that he's ever been in. And three touchdowns in the fourth quarter, it was just incredible. And seeing him go out in the car, I was so nervous. Then when Kaiser came in, Khalil Mack was just all over him. It was just wild. The whole thing was crazy. Well, and uh, not that anyone cares about my fantasy football team, but I do have the Bears defense on it. And I was like, oh, this is looking good. And then all of a sudden, I was like, no, it's not. Yeah. (laughs) This is not looking good uh, for fantasy. Yeah, that was truly incredible. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is like – He's like a wizard, and I know Steph agrees as they did attend the same university. Um, Steph is an Aaron Rodgers fan. I I believe you're an Aaron Rodgers fan. Of course. Go Bears. You know, I've been following him for a long time, and, um, you know, I I always remember that when he was drafted into the NFL and how it kind of didn't go his way. And then when the Packers, you know, saw the talent and drafted – him, I think it was the best move the Packers have ever done. So it's just amazing um, just to see how wonderful and how he's he really made it happen. I mean, the team is completely built around him. So if he were to go down, I was just like, oh, no, poor Packers. But he, he pulled off something incredible. Like everybody was just saying, wow. It was, I mean, it was amazing. And I was on a plane. I was flying back from Minneapolis. So I was just checking Twitter and I was like, oh my gosh, what is going on? Weren't they just down 20 nothing? So that was incredible. So Jamie, obviously, as we're talking about, his health is very, very important. Uh, the Packers have a big game this weekend against the Vikings, which is, of course, an NFC North rival. How is he doing? Um, not too much has come out about the actual injury that he has on his knee, and it's still unsure, uncertain whether or not he's going to play. Uh, they haven't specifically said, but um, I don't know. We're just waiting for it. They said that during the during halftime that they were prepping for Kaiser to come in in the second half, and then we all saw him walk out of that tunnel. He had a small smile on his face. So, I mean, I guess he was ready, and I guess they're still trying to figure out if he's going to be medically cleared for Sunday versus the Vikings. 
And is that game um, in Green Bay or is it Minnesota? Yeah, at Lambeau. At Lambeau. Okay. So, yeah, he said in his post game interview that he's definitely playing now. I don't know if the doctors are going to necessarily agree <laughs> with him, but he was like, "No, I'm playing." And I, you know, I just thought that was great. He's he just really was wanting to, and I think you know they're going through the two rivals. I mean, the Bears and then the Vikings. I mean, he definitely wants to win those games. Absolutely. They mean so much to us. And they're both at Lambeau. So the atmosphere and the Packers are opening up their 100th season. So both of these games just mean so much to us. We got to win at home. So uh, I will tell you the Vikings are very tough. Uh, I will I will pop in with some 49ers news. The Niners open against the Vikings uh, in Minneapolis. And I will say it's also great that you're going to be playing at Lambeau for this one because that stadium is loud. And those fans are, I mean, they're really amazing. It's really fun to watch just as a football fan. Um, their skull chant, the whole thing, that stadium was intense. Uh, but so uh, my team, I think of the three teams here, had the toughest start of the, of week one. Uh, maybe better to get it out of the way in week one. And eventually Jimmy Garoppolo was bound to have a bad game. So maybe he got that out of his system. Um, it's actually interesting, <laughs> Jamie, because the Niners are opening up against the NFC North just as your NFC North team is opening up against NFC North because they play the Lions this week uh, at Levi Stadium. But that was um, a tough game for the Niners, but I think 49ers fans can feel good about the fact that with everything that went wrong in that game, they still only lost by eight points on the road against a potential Super Bowl caliber team. Uh, And the 49ers are certainly much, much better than they have been and, and on the up and up, but they are not a Super Bowl caliber caliber team yet um but when you lose the turnover battle three to one and you're one for four in the red zone you're certainly not going to beat a team like that on the road but it's really kind of incredible they only lost by eight uh so I think you know 49ers fans can feel good about that I haven't seen too much terrible overreaction uh it is week one week one is a funny week too because uh, as Steph would remember well, the 49ers a few years ago, week one Monday night football, beat the Minnesota Vikings 28 to three mm-hmm. and just dominated them. And then I don't think won another game for weeks on end <laughs> um, and finished that season five and 11. And let me tell you, they weren't that good. Um, there was, there was a lot of luck involved there. So that was uh, the 49ers weekend, but a lot of, a lot of NFC North on this podcast right now. Yeah. <laughs> Tracy, I do want to ask you, since it was Jimmy Garoppolo's first loss, like, how do you think he's reacting? Do you think he needed to get that out of the way? Do you think it's just like more motivation to continue to the season? Like, I want to know what you think about that. Well, see, I think what's interesting about it and as fans and as people who cover the team, you know, that's how well we look at it. But I think as a player, I think from Garoppolo's perspective, like, he's a professional football player and he's going to have a bad game. And for him, I think you shake it off. And Kyle Shanahan had said yesterday, the thing about Jimmy is that he he's realistic. So he knows when he had a bad game and you don't have have kid gloves around him. So, you know, you can, he usually knows what he did wrong, but as a coach, you can tell him what he did wrong and there's not going to be any sort of offended or, you know, have to worry about any of that, which of course I think, probably happens with some because it's the NFL and there are egos and, and these are these people's jobs and they're on the line every week. So you can understand that. But I think for him, I think it was good to get it out of the way. I think it was good to get out of the way against a bad team. 
I do not think it's indicative of Jimmy Garoppolo as a quarterback. Um, but I think this will be a much tougher season generally than what he's used to because, you know, I've heard the argument, well, there's tape on him now, there's film on him now. And I don't say that as a negative. That's just there is. So it's going to be harder because people can prepare and or teams can prepare and game plan for him in a way that maybe they couldn't in the past. But by the same token, I do very much believe he is the real deal. And I think that he has the confidence knowing that he's the real deal and quarterbacks have bad games. You know, they, yeah. they just, they have bad games. And I think it, it was good. And some of those interceptions, you know, the Kendrick, the pick six was uh, Kendrick Bourne running the wrong route and falling down. And another one of those interceptions that as he threw it, there was an, uh, a defender literally right in his face. So you know, these things happen. Um, but I think it probably was a good learning experience. And I actually think in some ways for the 49ers, it was a good thing as well, because there's been a lot, and I think Marcus Thompson wrote on the, about this, uh, from the athletic, and there's been a lot of expectation on this team and a lot of, um, a little bit of like a shimmer for lack of a better term all over this team. And it's a very long season and I think if expectations are more realistic, the fans will enjoy the season a lot more. Um, and sometimes it's better not to be the team that everyone's talking about is you're going to be the Dora Carr course. They're going to be going far in the playoffs, like let them play football and see how it all plays out. <laughs> um, so that was a very long answer to your question about uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. But, I, you know, I think he's handling it fine. And he said the other day, it's week one. You watch the film, you learn from it, and then you move on. And now we focus on the Lions. So. There you go. And I think, too, like one thing that wasn't said enough is that they were playing the number one defense in the Vikings. So tough game. I mean, I didn't expect the 49ers to win. I, I think that was the one that we said last week they wouldn't win and maybe could win the next three. So I think if he's able to shake it off, I think it, he, everything's going to be just fine. And it's always a learning experience, even when you lose. A hundred percent. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm not concerned about it at all. Um, and then Steph's team, you won on Sunday, but I yes. think it had a little bit of a tough time um, with the Giants, but you will be able to say better than I, because I was, I was sitting in Minneapolis listening to Skull Chants and, and watching Interceptions. So <laughs> tell us more. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it wasn't always pretty. I mean, the, the you know, the quarterback situation is always going to be rough. Um, it Finally, Ordoles was able to connect with Fournette, so that was good. There was um, a couple of, you know, plays, and of course their defense is just remarkable. So, you know, they were able to pull off the win, and at the end of the day, it doesn't have to be pretty. I think that they just wanted to make sure that they come out strong. And I think they went in with a little bit of a – chip on their shoulder they really believe that this is their season their season was theirs to lose and they managed to do it so they're coming in really focused probably a little over focused or overexcited that sometimes they're just missing out on key key plays but I think they'll clean it up and um, I'm excited to you know see the Boston <laughs> you know Patriots against the Jags see what they've got the Boston be Patriots fun. Did we change their name? Sorry. 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 I, kind of like them. I a little bit like them as the Boston Patriots. And actually what I like about oh, going out to Boston. Well, <laughs> and I also, you know what I like about it though? It's a little like, it's almost like a little trash talking, but like on the sly. I like it. 
Yeah, sorry, sorry. No, that's don't be sorry. I actually really like, I really do. I think, I actually think that that's kind of, it. it is, it's a little bit of, uh, I think you may have Freudian slip trash talk there, Steph. Yeah, I guess. Do you think that the Jags are also super focused on this game because it was the Patriots that ended their season last year? A hundred percent. I mean, last season they were up, well, I think by 20 or something. I can't remember. It was like they were up by, you know, at least two scores. And then Tom Brady comes and, you know, pulls off his Tom Brady stuff. <laughs> and it was frustrating because as a defense, you know, we have five all pros on the team and to blow it like that, it was just a really frustrating experience. So, um, you know, thing is, is in football, you need a little luck and they didn't have en- enough, you know, they, and it's, I think it was frustrating because it would have been, in my opinion, a different game if against the Eagles, if the Jags were, it was, if it was Jags Eagles, I think it would have been, um, a whole different Super Bowl, and that's too bad, but we'll see what they got this year. Yeah, for sure. And then Steph, I wanted to ask you because um, the Jags did play the Giants. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on Saquon Barkley, and then I want to talk a little bit um, about Sam Darnold. And I I say that because, of course, a lot of the talk today is that the Giants maybe made a mistake. Um, but what did you think of Barkley? Oh, I think it's amazing. I I kept thinking to myself, like. And this kid is went number three for a reason because I mean, if he gets the ball, he's gone. He's just gone. The Quan is gone. The Quan is gone. <laughs> so that one hashtag the Quan is gone. We'll tell Giants fangirls don't like that. <laughs> but and he's so hyped over in New York. You know, the Giants. I mean, probably the next hype person that they've ever had. So the fans absolutely love him. He feeds off that. It's it's exciting to see a kid you know, do well. And, you know, I know he, he plays on the Giants, but him and OBJ, I mean, it's going to be quite the tandem. I agree with you. Um, And I don't think the Giants did make a mistake. Uh, Jamie, I don't know if you saw any of the game last night, both of you, uh, the Jets-Lions game, but, you know, Sam Darnold looked like the second coming of Joe Montana. And we'll yes. see, you know, if that continues. But an incredibly impressive start for a rookie. And I think almost what's more impressive yeah, is his first pass of the game was at 6'6". Six, six. And I could, I would think that as a rookie, that could really mess with your head. And he just went right back out there and dominated. Yeah. yeah. yeah he was incredible. So, you know, it remains to be seen if the Jets are for real. And I guess it remains to be seen if Sam Darnold is for real. But I'm, I do think Sam Darnold is for real. I'm sure that he'll have some up and downs, um, of course, because again, rookie. But I mean, really, really impressive game last night. But I don't think it takes anything away from, you know, Saquon Barkley and the Giants pick. I think that was the right pick for them. Um, Darnold will play the Dolphins this weekend. So he'll probably have another really good game. Well, what what was I was looking at his numbers, and what was crazy about it is, you know, he he completed sixteen of twenty one for one hundred and ninety eight yards, two touchdowns. But what to me was really telling is after the whole pick six situation, he only had four incomplete pass passes. That's it's crazy incredible. to me. Wow. So I I was just thinking, you know, 
that that is big and um i just had it just it's amazing because um you know you know quarterbacks just usually don't start with that kind of numbers just right off the bat but i think he you know he shook it off shook shook off those nerves and he just really went out there i mean he has he was right up there with some quarterbacks that are pretty impressive when it comes to numbers and opening day so we'll see how he continues to go and he and am I allowed to say sorry, Tracy? No, go. Ahead. But am I allowed to say like thank you to the Jets for knocking down the Lions? I mean, they scored on special teams, they scored on defense, and obviously Sam Darnold had an absurd game after that interception. So they just, I mean, I was super impressed because they've had a hard time in previous seasons. So to come out like that, and their fan base was out of control when they all came down from the bleachers and everything to stand behind the uh, bench and just cheer. I mean. I was just super impressed by the Jets, period. End of story. <laughs> and you are allowed to say whatever you want. <laughs> well, thank you, Jets. <laughs> you are more than welcome to thank you thank the Jets because you know that's you need you need that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Um, well, and it's so um it kind of this is an interesting segue, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it. So say, actually you'll like the segue, I think, Jamie. So Sam Darnold joins Brett Favre and Jameis Winston as the only two other quarterbacks to have a pick six as their first pass, which are very interesting, two very different career paths. At least it looks like it right, right. now. Um, but obviously, Jamie, I know that you would tend to agree that Brett Favre was a very I mean, good quarterback. Absolutely. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> despite his defection to Minnesota and all that and how it ended. But um, but the Jameis Winston part, um, brings me to something else I wanted to talk about, which was Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, and the game that he had the other day. Um, he looked like the second coming of Ryan Fitzpatrick, to be honest. Um, and of course, full circle again, cause he had those years on the jets where he had some games where he looked like this spectacular quarterback. And then a lot of games where he didn't, but you know, Jameis Winston is suspended right now. Um, and I think Fitzpatrick wants that job, but this weekend he has a much tougher task against him as they will be playing the Eagles. So we'll see how that all works out. I'm curious to see if Fitzpatrick keeps all this up when Jameis comes back. Will they keep Fitzpatrick as the number one guy? If he's rolling, we might as well keep him, right? I'm just interested to see how he does in the next couple of weeks and see if maybe he can dethrone Jameis. Who knows? I mean, I would think if he keeps playing like this and he keeps rolling, he will keep the starting job because I don't know that you want to start messing with the chemistry of a team. And I think the other thing with Jameis Winston, unfortunately, is that the Bucks don't really know what they're getting off the field, you know, one day to the next. Um, I really was rooting for Jameis Winston to turn it around and, and that he'd matured and kind of become – a different kind of person, a different kind of player, but he keeps having these issues come up and he also is not performed, you know, all that well on the field. Um, but more importantly, the off the field stuff I think is a real concern. So if you have somebody in Fitzpatrick that is leading your team and playing well and winning, I don't really know that you make the change. I mean, I saw somebody tweeted the other day that Jameis Winston is like one year away from being the face of the XFL. And that, that may very well be true. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, I think he did very good. I mean, I think we're going to have to kind of wait and see. I mean, the, you know, there's just so much um, 
when it comes to like quarterback controversies, which I know Tracy and I have had our share of, but I think it's it, it's just good to just you know go with the flow, and you do not want to necessarily mess up the team chemistry or what you know have a issue on your hands. So it's going to be interesting to see who gives it up, but I do think that it'll be interesting if you know that if he continues at this pace, it's going to be. Just, I guess, wait and see, but, but it's, uh, it's hard to say at this point because he did look great. I think the NFL had, it was the NFL that had an Instagram post in the back of his jersey said Fitz Magic. And there is something about him where he <laughs> does tend to kind of step it up um, at times when he needs to. It'll be, it'll be fun to watch. So we'll see. The Eagles will be a very tough test this weekend. Um, so we'll see how this goes. And then I want to talk about the Rams in Oakland. So obviously, Jamie, you mentioned Khalil Mack, who despite the Packers comeback, obviously had a really great game on Sunday night. We know that the Raiders made that trade that nobody will ever understand ever as long as they live. But um, in the Rams Oakland game, you know, in the first half Oakland really did a nice job of keeping up with the Rams, but then the Rams obviously proved to be just too much. And so it's going to be a tough season. I think in Oakland, that team is, the epitome of rebuilding Derek Carr had a couple of interceptions. I know he had one pick six. I can't remember if the other one was also a pick six. Um, but I think it's going to be a little bit of a a rough go over there in the East Bay this season. Yeah, 100%. I, I'm thinking about, you know, it, the post-game press conference, you know, John Gruden he was talking about, you know, basically that they're in a rebuild. I mean, that's how it came across to me. He was proud of the guys. He was, you know, all this stuff. But, man, they could have used Khalil Mack. And it's just, you know, they started out with, the, you know, some gutsy calling, some gutsy things that they did. I was surprised at how they came out. But eventually, you know, they kind of fizzled there at the end. And that's when you need your defense to basically step up and don't let the other team score so that you can keep that lead because that, you know, that the offense can't, couldn't keep doing that. And then of course, um, Carr did not have a great game either. So it was just tough, you know, tough to see, but it looks like they're definitely in rebuild. Yeah. Mode. I think they are very well, very much in rebuild mode and the Rams look very, very tough. Um, they really, yeah. and they really showed up there in the second half, you know, in the first half I was thinking this really, this should be a blowout, but then you, the, how the Rams ended up winning that game is the difference between good teams, bad teams, mediocre teams. The Rams are a really good football team, and they are going to be tough to they beat are. all across um, the road. And, uh, you know, like Jamie, I think for the Packers, there's a – it'll be interesting. I mean, obviously we're really early, and so who knows what's going to happen in January. But, you know, I have very well felt – very much felt like the Vikings and the Rams were – probably going to be the teams in the NFC championship. If Aaron Rodgers pulls off the wizardry he pulled off the other night every week, <laughs> then who knows? Um, but I'm praying. What? You're praying. I'm praying. <laughs> um, and, and my team will face the Rams twice this season, uh, which yep. is going to be very rough. <laughs> yeah, <on>. I don't <laughs> Those are going to be uh, some tough football games on any given Sunday, but um, that, that's a team to beat. And there is a team, and I would say this probably is very true of your team too, stuff where the adage of defense 
win championships is very true. The, now, the Rams have a very good offense. They have, I think Jared Goff is definitely coming into his own. Mm-hmm. Todd Gurley, I mean, is like, talk about, you know, Saquon is gone. So is Gurley. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gurley is incredible. And, and, they, and the Rams have a good, you know, wide receiving core. So they certainly have a good offense. But that defense is just like next level. Yeah. I mean, that's true. It's, you know, it stops everything. Nobody can get anything going, you know? And of course, when you can pick up those interceptions and you do all those things and keep, you know, if they can turn over the ball, they're really doing their job out there. And that's, you know, of course with the Jags now with their monster defense, I mean, that think that's going to be something that's really going to show up this year. And I think that's why a lot of these defensive players are holding out. I think that's one of the reasons because it, it can it can make or break a team. Yeah, and I, I don't think they're wrong to it. You know, what we haven't uh, really talked about, and we'll just touch on it really quick in terms of holdouts. Uh, is is Le'Veon Bell? And I think you know that's uh, it's gonna be interesting what happens there because um, the Steelers, you know, seem to do fine. Well, let me take that back. They tied with the Browns, so maybe they didn't do fine. But in terms of their running game, it seemed to work. Now, perhaps Le'Veon Bell would have made a difference and they wouldn't be tied with the Browns because that is sort of embarrassing. But I think from the Browns' perspective, they should consider that a win because it's the closest they've come to a win in a very long time. I think they treated it like a win for sure. The fans were losing it, even though they tied. I mean, it's a huge victory. They've picked up so many people in the offseason and obviously the hype with hard knocks and everything, but – I mean, I was impressed by the Browns. I was watching that game. It was good. Um, so we'll be, and it'll be interesting to see what happens, Le'Veon Bell. I guess I'll take back my previous comment. They didn't do fine. They typed the Browns, but you know that's another holdout um, that we hadn't really talked about yet. And you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. I, I'm curious to see. I don't really know what will happen, to be honest, because it's gone on a long time. So, you know, I don't know if eventually Bell decides, okay, I do want to play the season and I do want to get you know, paid on Sundays, or if he says, just wait it out and see. Um, But I think we will see also with the Browns. I mean, if they can tie with the Steelers, then they're probably going to win a game or two. (laughs) I hope so. They they may win. win It would be, you know, it would be nice. It really would. Like, it's like kind of that fan base. And I think Steph and I talked about this last week, that fan base is just so loyal and so strong and they have made a lot of moves and, you know, I like their coach and maybe just maybe the Browns can become a respectable franchise. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I think they are. I mean, they always have had like, you know, I mean, the fan base is ridiculously good. I mean, they show up that, you know, for every game, um, they're very passionate. Um, it's, you know, that's just what Cleveland's about. Like, it's a great sports city, but, you know, it's they're they've been just struggling and it's not just one thing. I mean, front office problems. There were some leaks. There were some, you know, all kinds of things. And then, of course, the team and the. And so we'll see. I mean, I'm hoping that they swing it around. It's just better when teams are better in the NFL. I mean, we get better games and, you know, I hope for them. I, I do. I don't know if it's just like, but I, I, I like, I like those long suffering fans. I know how that feels, you know, so I, I hope that they at least can, you know, give the fans a little bit better than a zero season. I- I do too. And I do have high hopes for it. I actually do. I think they're, I think for them, they're off to a really, really good start. 
Um, all right, well, let's do some predictions for our teams this weekend before we sign off. Jamie, what do you think is going to happen this weekend with your Packers as they take on the Vikings? Uh, well, they're playing at home, which is always a huge win to get the fans behind Aaron Rodgers. And I hope to God, I'm pretty sure he'll play, but we still don't know for sure. But I hope to see him on the field. Um, something I noticed, uh, Anthony Barr, the linebacker on the Vikings, has not spoken to Aaron Rodgers since he knocked him down and hurt his shoulder from last year. So that's going to be interesting. I'm going to definitely be keeping an eye oh. on that. Yeah, they haven't spoken at all, apparently, is what reports are saying. Oh. So, yeah. Uh, I mean. I'd be scared. <laughs> Love a little drama. Yeah, a little bit football. of drama. I know. <laughs> so, I mean, the Vikings were terrifying against your Niners. I'm sorry, Tracy. The defense is just insane. But I still think that – Terrifying. Yeah, I still <laughs> think that Aaron Rodgers is going to pull it out. We have so many great weapon, weapons on offense. Uh, I was really excited about possibly seeing him connect with Jimmy Graham. That didn't happen on Sunday night. So, hopefully, we can get that guy in the end zone. But I'm predicting a win. Not a huge margin of win, but we're going to win. Okay. We got to win. How about uh, how about the Jags Patriots? Well, going into the um, New England, going in, they are actually listed as like two points under. So P- Pats are listed as the favorites. But um, I definitely think that they can take them. I think that they want to take them. Um, it's going to be something that, um, you know, like I said from last year, they're going to carry over. Um, but I, I, I think that I think that they uh, they can overtake that two point deficit that everybody keeps talking about. So um, we, we'll see. I think that if they clean up their game a little bit, there's no way that they can't win. Uh, and I uh, do think the 49ers can win. Um, the Lions did not show a lot um, in the Monday night football game. But I also think that the 49ers, although they made mistakes on Sunday, there were also good things. And I think those are mistakes that are uh, things that can be fixed. The thing with the 49ers that is still a concern and will, will, if they can't get this underway, it's going to be a very long season. The red zone issues are a problem. They've been a problem for quite some time. So they're going to have to figure out how to score touchdowns in the red zone. Um, But assuming that they can do that in their home opener on Sunday, I will predict a 49ers victory. So look at us picking our teams every (laughs) week two. Just, just, it's good stuff. Um, I love it. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for joining us. This was really fun. Thanks for having me guys. Absolutely. Uh, And Fangirl Nation, we will talk to you again next week as we will review week two and preview week three. So goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Have a good week. Go Jags. (laughs) Go Niners. Go Pack. (laughs) (laughs) Got to say it. (laughs) Of course. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye, guys.